I'm Ernie Nasher, publisher of the Central New York Business Journal, and like to welcome everyone to our latest CNY Business Journal interview series. Due to the coronavirus and social distancing required, we will be conducting our interview remotely. I'm asking that everyone please stay up to date by viewing our website daily at cnybj.com regarding the news and the impact that the coronavirus is having on all business in Central New York. We're here, we're more important than ever, as our new campaign says, we're all business. Please subscribe if you're not currently a subscriber to our website at cnybj.com. Now I'd like to welcome Jim Fryer, CEO of Haler, Fryer & Kuhn, an independently owned insurance agency located right here in Syracuse, New York. Jim, thanks for joining me. Good morning, Marnie. Good morning. Thank you. So let's dive right in. If you would please tell us about Haler, Fryer & Kuhn, how long you've been around for and uh, the regions that you serve. Well, great, thank you for taking the time. Um, Hello, Fryer Kuhn, I'll give you my elevator speech. How's that? We'll keep this short and simple, but we're an insurance and risk management firm. Uh, we provide all lines of insurance, whether it's personal lines, business, commercial insurance, uh, group benefits, life and health. Uh, we're a full service agency. We have clients, not only in New York State, but across the country. We have some very specific areas of expertise. Uh, those might be transportation, public entities, school districts, manufactured housing, um, collegiate international students, domestic students. Uh, um, so we have construction, so we're very defined in what we do, but we're also a generalist to our area. So personal lines and general business insurance. Uh, one, one thing really that pertains to Haler Fryer & Kuhn is we were founded in 1928. And as we know, we're 92 years old, but most importantly, what happened in 1929? Well, the Great Depression, and then World War I and World War II. So Haler is, is how we're not used to having adverse conditions. We've lived through adverse conditions and we understand what we need to do. Um, we're also an employee-owned company. So we're an ESOP. Not a lot of people might know that, but every employee of Haler Fire & Coon is an employee owner. We have, quote, skin in the game. And that gives us a great advantage, especially during difficult times where we have to all step up and, and meet and exceed our customers' needs. And the other opportunity that we have, we're also part of AssureX Global. And so AssureX Global is, is the largest uh, partnership across the world. And we have 100 partners. We're the New York State partner, but we have 50 partners domestically. And then we have another 51 partners that are scattered around the world. As we know, we are a global economy today. So a lot of our information that we were able to gather as this is moving through, uh, we had some on the street type of conversations there. So Hale of 92 years, we just moved into our downtown office. I'll share with you that uh, we just built it out. We moved in in September, it's 40,000 square feet. Today, we have 15 people working here. So is that is that the new norm? Don't know. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that later on, but. That's a, a quick overview. We have offices in Rochester, Watertown, Binghamton, um, Albany, and Ithaca, and our corporate office is right in downtown Syracuse. Okay, great. That's a great overview. So let's get right to the question then. How has the coronavirus impacted Haler, Fryer, and Kuhn uh, personally? Well, it is impacting us. It, it, it impacts our customers, so therefore it impacts us, and, and that's the situation for every business. So our clients, our business owners, our personal people uh, that might have been laid off, business owners that might have had to close. Um, so we're seeing exposure changes. We're seeing vehicles being taken off the road, sales receipts, payroll. 
workers' compensation, everything that drives insurance. Now, there's always the basic needs of insurance. So Haler will always have that ability to provide those coverages and our clients do need those coverages. But what we're gonna see is the volume of new business is gonna be obviously less in this situation, but also we're gonna see the volume of the premium going down. And how does that affect Haler? How does that affect our workforce? We're very confident that the sooner we can get our clients back in business, get our economy back rolling, that we'll all be in a very good position. But we don't, those are the unknowns um, that we have. Haler, we're well positioned. We have a strong balance sheet. We're employee owned, um, we're privately held. And so those are advantages that we have in the marketplace, but we're really concerned about our customer. And that's what drives our business model, as does everyone's business model. So as the as the CEO of your of your company, were you able uh, and are you able to take advantage of this uh, $2 trillion stimulus package that was passed? Yeah, so the first thing we did that I did, you reach out to your 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 accountant, your banker, your attorney. Uh, we have some very good uh, relationships with that. They're working relationships. I spoke to the president of our bank. And the SBA loan is the greatest opportunity for any small business owner today. As we know, and the information that's out there, it's 500 and less employees. Hale Fire Coon has 185 employee owners. So we qualify for the SBA. We're going through that process. We're looking, we've, we've applied for it. We haven't been approved yet. Um, I think everyone's in that mix right now, and I've heard of some approvals coming out. But that's uh, the one advantage that I would recommend to any business owner. So uh, can, I, can I interrupt you for one second? Are yes. you referring to the economic injury disaster loan, or are you referring to the uh, payroll protection program? I would say the payroll protection program is the best benefit, okay. um, and, and it dry, it's for 500 and less, and it also you want to keep your employees employed obviously. Okay. And so that is an opportunity. That's a low interest loan that allows businesses to get through this. There is a forgiveness side of that. And we'll have to see where that, where that might go in 60 or 90 days. And I, and I have mentioned, I uh, interviewed someone the other day. I have mentioned that the central New York business journal has also applied for the payroll protection loan. We actually were just approved. So I'm happy to share that. Yeah. Um, I think that is one of the, the great, opportunities for small businesses right now. And I hope that um, everyone who wants to take advantage of it has the opportunity and that there's funding for it. Yes. Um, so I have a question actually about your industry. There are questions about COVID-19 being covered with business insurance. Can you explain the coverage situation with regard to COVID-19 or other pandemics? I know it's a very broad question. <laughs> It is, and it's a question that we're answering every day with our clients and being okay. proactive with, and the industry as a whole is taking this on. Right now, so we're the biggest, let's drill this down, business interruption insurance. That's really the, the premises of what the questions are. There are other things having to do with workers' comp and health insurance and, and employee safety and OSHA and such, but when you get down to it, it's the business interruption, um, and I'm, I'm going to be very general in this, but it, it's a property form. You have to have a cause of loss at your location, and it has to be an insured cause of loss. And so I'm going to be general in my statements. Generally, this is a very um, challenging time for our business owners to understand that most likely this is, is not covered. You have exclusions on there that could be virus, that could be pandemic, um, and it has to be a direct physical loss to your location. 
So based on that, what are we watching? What are we doing? What are we talking to uh, the business owners out there about? Well, my advice, keep detailed records. Know your, you know, your payroll records, your lost business records, that you lost a wedding if you're a restaurant or you've lost clients, whatever that might be, keep very detailed records, not only for maybe an SBA loan, but also at some point, I believe our government, um, either legislatively or judicial, there's already lawsuits going on by attorneys um, saying that there should be coverage and taking different paths and providing or trying to get the court system to, to change um, insurance companies' view on that. Um, that's all in the mix today. And we're monitoring those lawsuits. We're monitoring the legislative. We're talking to our National Industry Association. Uh, we have a past president who serves in our, in our agency, so we're very well connected um, to look at that and look for ways to try to find business interruption for our customer. That could come from the carrier. That could come from the government. If you were to ask me, Jim, how would you solve this solution? I think the, the best opportunity is insurance companies know how to adjudicate a claim, know how to ask for the information with the government's backing, if that's what's needed in our economy from a business interruption standpoint, that would be a recommendation. Insurance companies out front, like the SBA is today with their professional approach of underwriting loans and then having the government backing. But it is a very contagious, contentious situation that we feel for and we'll keep battling for our customer. All right, that's a good answer. So potentially there may be something down the pike is what I'm taking away from what you're saying. Yeah, that, you know, that's a that's that's looking into the future that I have no idea about. But I watching the legislative side, the judicial side concerns me because that's the courts. Okay. That's not what we need. That's not the solution that we need. However, legislatively, I, I see a very proactive government today helping business owners. If this is how they need to help them, then that would be a good solution. Okay. And what would your company look like in a year from now in regards to pivoting and, and perhaps offering different products and services as a result of this? You know, I think we've got, I always look back, what are we going to learn from this situation? So we have 160 employee owners working remotely today. So what will our company look at, look like? Probably have more people working from home or coming in and out, working from home and coming into the office. Um, I think we, we also, what will our company look at from a service standpoint? I think we'll have a closer relationship with our customer. And we've taken these opportunities of, of this time to reach out to our customers, to talk to our customers, to listen. What are their needs? And Haler Fire and Coon, from an innovation standpoint, these challenges that we have, when you take 160 employees and put them out remotely in four days, you find better ways to do business. So I, I feel that every business is going to look at this and say, okay, we understand the challenges. How did we overcome them? And then what innovation can we bring back when things get back to that normal? And I have no question from an operational standpoint, Hale Fire Coon will be a better run company. We'll find better ways of doing business, both internally and communicating with our customer. Um, we're also an ISO 9001 um, quality certified company we have been for 20 years so we have a very standard way of doing business but we're always looking for improvement ISO 9000 is a quality system that we we own it's, it's by a third party but we own it and we'll always find better ways to do business so I'm you know you have to keep some excitement to the situation we're in you have to look for 
how can we become better? We always have to look out to the future. And that would be one area would be innovation. That's great. I love your optimism in that respect. Innovation, absolutely. I think we're all going to walk away with becoming more innovative. What do you, if you could look at the uh, landscape for central New York in particular, what do you see? I've always asked this question um, of my interviewees when I've done them in the past before the pandemic. And as we've always had such optimism, especially with the revitalization that was happening in, in downtown Syracuse and happening in other parts in the Mohawk Valley region. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happens. So what would you see on the horizon once we get through this, get through the thick of things? You know, and, and we have to continue to have the optimism that we do have. And, and what I'm excited about Central New York and upstate and across our, our state and across our country is that we're a strong country. It is bringing us together. We are solving solutions. Um, I feel we have great leadership locally in, in the county executive and the mayor and, and, and with our president on a countrywide basis. Difficult situations. So what do I see Central New York? I see an opportunity for, if I were to look at it from a manufacturing standpoint, um, you know, we were a manufactured manufacturing type of community many years ago. We still are. It's still a strong source of employment. Um, for a local region. I think we're going to find out that we want to bring it back into our country and that we want to be more self-dependent. I think that's an advantage for us. I think our country will take that on. We have to make manufacturing decisions not based on cost of building something in China or other places around the world. We have to bring it internally, employ people. And so I think Central New York will see that. It'll be a, uh, it'll be a journey, I believe, from that standpoint. Um, and then I, I just feel that as business owners in Central North, we'll take advantage of the opportunities. And what, I, what I'm sharing with our team, and, and I have a, a office meeting every Friday. We have 180 people call in, and, and we have a 15-minute message. I have a meeting every Tuesday with our, with our leadership team, which includes our supervisors, just to see what's going on and how things, how are 160 employees doing remotely. Um, but I'm asking people, you know, we've taken this as, as there's a lot of positives, and, you know, when we get back to that norm, what's the new norm? And there's a lot of positives going on in, in our business, in our home life. There's a lot of challenges also. So what I have to look at, or what I ask people to look at, is what are those positives that when you, we come back to this new norm, when we come back and the COVID-19 is behind us, um, what are you going to continue doing? And, and both from a business standpoint, that's the innovation side. I think from a personal standpoint, and I'll, I'll use my personal life, I have three daughters. One lives in New York City, one lives in, in Geneseo, and one is at home. She's a college student. But we're having dinner together every night. We're taking walks every night. We're spending time together. We're reaching out to friends and family. We're having Zoom meetings. We had a Zoom happy hour last Friday. Um, the daughters and their husbands and significant others all called in. We essentially had dinner together. So take those opportunities, the positive opportunities that really help us have a life and work balance because we get moving pretty fast. And this has given us a time of reflection and, and ways to bring back and to remember what that new norm might be. That helps That's answer. Yeah, that does. It's a great answer. Finally, I have uh, one last question for you. 
I'd like to ask if you would be able to help our business community in, in, in a small way as an expert in your industry and answer questions from any of our viewers that are watching this today, if they can reach out to you privately with some questions. Um, I know I always have questions and not everybody always uh, has a, um, a strong relationship maybe with their, um, with their expert in their industry, so in the insurance field. So if somebody wanted to be in touch with you and ask you a question, would you be willing to take, uh, willing to talk with them during this time? Marnie, I would personally be very um, happy to speak with anyone. Um, this is what I would say. First, we have a website, and most likely there's many websites out there with a lot of information. I think that's one of the things that our industry and the banking industry and the accounting industry and legal industry all put out a lot of information. Sometimes an overload, but there is information now that's assembled where you now can follow it. I think previous to that, it was let's get it out as quick as possible. So our website, Haler.com, is always available to anyone externally. Um, and then I'm available, my email is jfryer, F-R-E-Y-E-R, at Haler, H-A-Y-L-O-R.com. And then my direct phone number, um, I'm willing to put this out, is 315-703-9147. I'm always available. And also we have the resources within our agency to, um, to help find the answers for you. Our community, I'm excited to be in Central New York. I'm excited to be a business owner doing business in Central New York. It's one of the most inviting communities we have. And, and I know that anyone in our community is out there to help. And um, I'm glad that we have the ability to do that. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, for spending time with me. And everyone, please stay healthy during this difficult time. Every one of us here has been impacted, but we will persevere as a community. Thank you. Thank you, Marnie.